Please listen carefully. Hello, and welcome to Caveat Realtor with Virginia Realtors, where we discuss the real issues that Realtors face. I'm Laura Farley. I'm Santiago Montalvo. Remember, Caveat Realtor is meant to provide general legal information. The information, forms, and laws referenced in this episode are accurate as of the date this episode is first released. Nothing we discuss should be considered as legal representation or legal advice. Welcome to the podcast, Santiago. It's great to have you here. Well, thank you, Laura. You are our newest attorney. You will be taking on standard forms. And so, dear listeners, you will start to hear his voice more and more as we talk about forms and things like that. But today, we want to talk about um, some of the questions that we've been getting with split settlements because we continue to hear about the situations you're facing and questions about the update to the Virginia Realtors contract. So you want to address some of the additional questions that we've gotten. Let's start by talking about split settlements generally. And if you need more information and more background, check out episodes 244 and 251. One thing that we've heard is that there are some settlement agents who are saying that the buyer and seller must attend closing at the same time and location because there are no more split settlements. That's not true. The split settlements that the Bureau of Insurance addressed were ones where there are two or more people acting as the settlement agent. Essentially, there was a settlement agent representing the buyer and a settlement agent representing the seller. It's this type of representation that is against the law. The law is clear that there is one settlement agent for the transaction. There is nothing in the law that requires the buyer and seller to sit at the same table at the same time to conduct settlement. The law requires the settlement agent designated in the contract to conduct a closing conference at which documents are executed. And while the law uses A, there are some nuances here. Unlike when the law talks about the settlement agent, not a settlement agent, this slight difference in word choice does not necessarily mean that only one closing conference can occur. Because the settlement agent is required to conduct a closing conference and is responsible for certain things happening, they are likely able to require the seller to perform those actions at or through the settlement agent. So what does this mean? The settlement agent may be able to require both parties use their facilities, but it doesn't necessarily mean that they have to be there at the same place at the same time. Another question that we've covered in some of our resources, but we're still hearing, so we want to spend a little time on this, is whether the seller can hire a title company that has an attorney on staff to represent them. We'll start by acknowledging that this is a technical answer that is not satisfying for many people, but it is the law and gets to the crux of the BOI letter. The short answer is no. And the technological detailed reason why is based in how the law is structured and employment law. Attorneys are allowed to provide legal services, full stop. Certain non-attorneys are allowed to perform specific tasks for settlement that might otherwise be considered the practice of law by the real estate settlement statute. The law says that non-attorney settlement agents can perform tasks when they are the settlement agent designated in the contract. This means that non-attorneys who are not designated as the settlement agent in the contract cannot perform settlement services without risking engaging in the unauthorized practice of law. Okay, fine. But what about an attorney who is an employee of a title company? I mean, they're an attorney, so why can't they represent the seller? This is the technical part that many people we've talked to aren't satisfied with. Attorneys can practice laws in lots of different ways. For example, all the attorneys at Virginia Realtors are employees of Virginia Realtors, which means that our only client is Virginia Realtors. We are not a law firm, and we cannot take on any clients that aren't Virginia Realtors. 
You think I made you say Virginia Realtors enough time in that sentence? Quite possibly. <laughs> For attorneys at title companies, it's similar. If they are employees of the title company and don't have a separate legal practice, the seller would have to hire the title company and not the attorney directly, which means that the title company would be acting as a law firm, which it isn't. There are many attorneys who work with title companies, but also have separate practices. And these attorneys are able to engage with clients through their firm. This allows them to represent sellers through their law firm. We know that oftentimes the general public doesn't distinguish between companies. They think, well, I'm hiring attorney X. I don't care who's paying them. But the law really does care about who is being paid and how they're being paid. The other issue that we've been hearing about that we want to clear up is a new language in paragraph 10b. We've heard of some contracts where the blank is filled in with up to $10,000. And this comes from a misunderstanding about what the blank is for. The new blank in paragraph 10b is only for the 16 items that are listed in the law. It doesn't cover every fee that the seller may pay. So, for example, there may be a wire transfer fee for dispersing the proceeds, inspection fees, or even a deed prep fee if the settlement attorney is the one preparing the deed. If the seller is willing to give the buyer seller subsidies or seller concessions or whatever your area calls the seller paying for some of the buyer's closing costs, that's handled differently. If the seller is willing to pay some of the buyer's closing costs, those should be included in the additional terms or an addendum for now. The standard form subcommittee is considering whether to add language that will create a standard paragraph that can be used for this purpose. Because of the way the contract is worded, Paragraph 10b is only for seller-related charges related to the settlement. So for the contract that said $10,000 in that blank, if the settlement agent only charged the seller $1,000, the buyer isn't entitled to the other $9,000. That's money that doesn't get used. Now, that doesn't make the contract invalid. And if the seller intended to give the buyer up to $10,000 and agrees with that when you go to settlement, all is good but you want to make sure that the contract accurately reflects what the parties want in case things fall apart and the parties aren't getting along at settlement. If you have comments or suggestions about the language in the contract or in any of our forms, you can send those to forms, F-O-R-M-S, at virginiarealtors.org. If you can't remember that email address, there is a contact us link on the form section of the website that will get your thoughts to the right person. If you have questions about the new language or the split settlement issue, please use the legal hotline, which is available on our website. We also appreciate it if you let us know what you're hearing or encountering so we can continue to try and help you. Caveat Realtor is a weekly podcast with episodes released every Tuesday. Our podcast is available for streaming through iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and Google Play. Subscribe to our podcast to get automatic updates when we have new episodes and please rate us. Remember, members of Virginia Realtors have access to our legal hotline, where we can provide you with legal information. You can access the legal hotline on the Virginia Realtors website under the legal tab on the Law and Ethics section. Make sure you're logged in to see this page. Although the members of this podcast are attorneys, the legal information in this program is not a substitute for personalized legal advice from an attorney licensed to practice in your jurisdiction. The information provided by Virginia Realtors is general reference work as a public service and does not constitute solicitation or provision of legal advice. We provide this general legal information on an as-is basis. We make no warranties and disclaim liability for damages resulting from its use. Legal advice must be tailored to the specific circumstances of each case and laws are constantly changing. The information provided in this program should not be used as a substitute for the advice of competent counsel. 
This has been a production of Virginia Realtors, copyright 2022. This podcast features the song Please Listen Carefully by Jazar, available under a Creative Commons Attribution Share Alike license. 